Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Before I jump up there, I thought I'll just be down here just to introduce myself. As uh, Hugh said, my name is Chanel. I'm from a a small town, well, not too small, but compared to Chicago, it's pretty small, um, in Port Elizabeth, which is on the southeast coast of South Africa. And I'm part of a local church there and have been for 30 plus years. I know it's hard to believe I'm you know, I'm older than 30, but try and stretch your imagination. Um, I've been there for many years since I was um, a teenager at school, and I serve on the staff team, and uh, you have a church in South Africa today that is praying for you. And uh, we are part of a a sort of a partnership of churches um, that relate to a team called New Covenant Ministries International, And the beauty of that team is it's not about a name or a network, it's actually about partnering with one another in the gospel. And so churches in South Africa, in South America, in America, in Europe, partner together to be able to encourage one another to strengthen the church, and we work into the nations together. (coughs) Excuse me, I picked up a little airplane bug. Um, And so that's part of what we, we, our relationship and our connection um, is out of that team that we work together with. And so um, I have a, we have a team praying for you back home. <coughs> and I'll jump up here now so that you can all see me. Um, and so they're not wondering where I am this morning. Um, we, we release people in terms of under the authority of our elders. And so our minister here this morning being sent uh, from my local church and our minister this morning in submission to your eldership team. And so I don't come as some big speaker and you need to listen to everything I say. I bring what I feel the Lord has said and I submit that to your team um, this morning. And so you might find that today might be a little different to what you're used to in terms of what qualifies as a sermon um, or how you're used to receiving that sermon. And that will be because um, the way that God has sort of gifted me and gifts that he's put within me (laughs) is to hear his voice for churches or for people and to do the best I can to hear and then to share that with you. And so it might involve things like I had a picture for you or I felt the scripture for you and um, I bring that to you and I submit that to you for you to test and say, wow, we feel that that's the Lord or that's confirming what what it is that he's saying to us. All right, so it might look, give me a little grace and uh, we trust that, at the end of this morning, you will feel like the Lord has spoken to you uh, through the word, um, that it's not just some random passage or message that I choose, um, but it's actually something that I feel like the Lord has put on my heart for you as a church. <coughs> and so we're gonna jump straight in. And so I, in praying for you as a church be, before coming here, <coughs> I felt a scripture for you and I felt a picture for you. And you might think, are we gonna play Jenga this morning? If you haven't noticed the Jenga blocks uh, to my right, to your left, we're not gonna play Jenga, but we're definitely gonna use the blocks. And so the passage of scripture that I felt for you as a church is from 1 Peter 2, 
And <laughs> it's verse five and nine. It says, you also, Restoration Church, are like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In verse nine, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And I, I just felt like there was a highlight on that passage of scripture for you as a church that he has called you to be living stones. He's called you to be a spiritual house. He's called you to be a holy priesthood. You are a chosen people. You are a holy nation. And I felt like that was something of unpacking that for you as a church, that you would, in a sense, have a fresh understanding and idea of what it is that God has added you to and is building amongst you. Does that make sense? And in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm not gonna read the whole passage because it's fairly lengthy, but in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 31, it, there's a famous passage of scripture which speaks about the fact that we are the body of Christ, that Jesus is the head and we are the body. <coughs> and everybody has a finger and a toe and a big toe and that funny little toe that you got from your mother and the crooked left toe that you got from your dad. You know, we all, we, we are made up as a body. And so the Bible speaks of us as a household. It speaks of us as a spiritual household with living stones. And the Bible also speaks to us about being a body, like a body with the ear and eyes. And each one of those, if something is missing, that body or that house is defective. So can you just imagine living with one eye? Close your one eye right now. That would change your life pretty significantly. <laughs> Just think of, your, think of yourself with, with no arms. That pretty much significantly changed your life. I want you to think of your house that you live in, your apartment that you live in. Imagine if there were no windows or no floor. Imagine if there was no heating. Imagine if... if Oh, well, there's just, there's no plumbing. There's no plumbing facility. So, well, good luck for you. Where are you gonna have your ablutions? Can you see that this picture, which I feel for you as a church, is that you are a household. You're the spiritual household that's made up. A house is made up of different things. There's walls and floors and foundations and all sorts of things that you need for it to be a house. And if one of those things are missing, it's not really a house or it's a defective house. And the other picture in 1, um, yeah, in 1 Corinthians 12 is it speaks of us being a body. And that body, if it's just missing one little toe or one thumb or one eye or one ear, your body doesn't work the way it was created to work. And I felt for you as a church that that was, in a sense, what God was encouraging you in the season to build, that you would be that household and you would be that body where every single person matters, where every single person is valuable, and that if you were not here, this body would be poorer for it. If you were the floor or the window or the ear or the eye or the little toe, and you are not here, everybody would feel that. And so you might be wondering, well, what has the Jenga block got to do with that? Well, Jenga blocks is almost like if I could you could imagine this as your house, and this is a picture that I had for you. 
And each one of you, I want you to find a block. Can you see a block? It does help that they're different colors. So maybe you that little beautifully bright pink one or you the little maroon one or you the, the light yellow. Can you find your block? I want you to imagine your name written on that block, your specific name. And this little Jenga tower is Restoration Chicago. And your name is written on one of those blocks. It speaks about being living stones that make up a spiritual household. And you might be the eye or the ear or the window or the floor. <laughs> and then on your block, I want you to write in your mind's eye, I want you to think of what is it that I bring to this household? Am I a window? Am I the heating? Am I the floor? Am I the plumbing? Am I the eye? Am I the ear? Am I that little crooked toe that gets stumped every time I walk around a corner? <laughs> See, that's the way God has created church. That's the way he's created local church, that we would be a spiritual household, that we would be a body, and every single one of these blocks are important. And so, Bina, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just choose you a block, and you can get ready for some noise. Let's make Bina this big, like, pink one right here. And all of a sudden, Bina just thinks, well, you know, I just come here. I just come on a Sunday. I'll just sit here, take what you give me, and then go home. What? You want me to serve? What did you say, Hugh? I'm a serve? I'm a, someone must actually do something. <laughs> actually, there's some visitors, and maybe, maybe I need to help with that. Maybe, maybe I need to strum a guitar. Maybe I need to help with the, the, the projection at the back. Really? Me? You see, when we see ourselves as a spiritual household, when we see ourselves as a body, and that each one of us have a part to play, you're not just here by accident, <laughs> that God has actually placed you in this body for this time, for this season, for a reason. Your name is written as living stones, not in the physical building, but in the spiritual building that God calls restoration. And what happens when Bine decides, well, I don't know if I'm all that valuable or important. I'm not sure if anyone will miss me. I'm sure the body will be fine without me. I'm pretty good at this game. And so you might be able to just cope without Bine for a while. Then Vanessa goes, well, yeah, I'm sure they won't miss me, <laughs> miss me either. Here's Vanessa. We just pull Vanessa out here as well. Here we go. I'm really good at this game. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Joel decides, well, someone else can play the drums. That's exactly the picture that I have felt for you as a church and that I felt God wants to build into who you are and together as a church family, a spiritual household. You see, it just takes one or two, maybe three, if you're good at the game, <laughs> before that house becomes defective, where it can't function the way it was meant to function. You see, God has got a specific mission and mandate upon this church. This church, I felt I actually wrote this down um, for you, and it says, is it a, it's a place where people are transformed by the power of Jesus through the Word, through the Bible, and the Spirit, and with each person bringing their unique gift, their hands, their feet, and their contribution. 
This church has been placed in this city, in this neighborhood, in this area, with you in it to bring transformation to people's lives that come here and in this neighborhood. And he wrote your name on the blocks, the building blocks of this church. He said, here's a block, that's your block. <laughs> that's your block. That's your block. Oh, there we go. Mark's just dropped his block. <laughs> Can you see the spiritual significance of each person in the life of this church? You see, people, it's not just coming to church and maybe bringing someone with and then saying, well, I'm gonna bring, bring them, but you have to transform them. No, actually, it's bringing someone and one block, the R meets them at the door. The ear, or the other block, gives them an invitation to join them for coffee. Someone else greets them and says, wow, we'd love to connect with you. Someone else says, would you like to come for dinner this week? You know what, we have a, we have a fantastic home group. <laughs> we would love you to come and join us. Someone else says, you know what, do you know Jesus? Can I tell you about Jesus? Someone else says, what, you, you have a need? Well, well, I've got someone else that knows about that need. Can we see how each one of our blocks, <laughs> each one of our body parts are building the house? And that is in the Bible, it's, it's, a, it's a term that we use in the Bible called the priesthood of all believers. It's that each one of us has been called. It's not up to the one or the two or the elder or the person leading or the worship team or the staff or the, or the deacons. No, it's actually, we are a spiritual household and each one of us are a block. We are a living stone. Your name is on that living stone. Your gift is on that living stone. Your contribution is that living stone. And when you don't bring that, when you remove your block from the household, the rest of the household suffers. I loved you. You, you used my notes. He didn't, he didn't sneak down and steal my iPad last night. But how many of you are parents in the room? You, you run a home. Yeah, wonderful. How many of you know that dishes just need to get done? Toilets need to get cleaned. <laughs> Food needs to be bought. The dog needs to be fed. <laughs> The dog needs to go for a walk. <laughs> what happens if your kids just said, thanks so, mom and, thanks so much, mom and dad, but we'll just leave that all up to you. Wouldn't they just feel the wrath of Jesus on the back of their heads? Or the... Just like we are called to be a physical family where every single person has something to bring, something to contribute, out of, in a sense, necessity. So it is in the house of the Lord. There are what we call general things that we all do. You know what? Someone needs to clean the toilets on a, before a Sunday. <laughs> Someone needs to serve coffee and put it on. Someone needs to wash up. Someone needs to greet somebody. Those are the general things that we all call to do. Everyone has to make their bed at home, clean their trash, and do their washing. And then there's the specific things. Yes, maybe the father and the mother do provide and they offer the family protection. And there's specific things in the life of the church that we are given to do. 
like preaching or leading worship and these specific things. But each one of us has something to bring. Each one of us has one block with our name on. When you're not here, it matters. You see, people, and you are not joining an organization. You're not joining a nonprofit. You're not joining a charity. You're not joining a business. Church is not a business. You are joining the family of God. And so sometimes we come with this idea of, well, we're just coming and someone else has to do everything for me. <laughs> it's like, well, I pay, my, I pay my insurance, so they must just, they must work for me. <laughs> and that's so not how the Lord sees church. It's so not how he sees family. Right, so we're all a household, we're all a body, we're all an eye, we're all an ear, we're all a block. But yet, can I ask, how do we, do we live in the New Testament or the Old Testament? Not a trick question, it's like, we live in the New Testament. What separated the Old Testament from the New Testament? The death of Jesus on the cross. And sometimes we come and we say, yes, we're a spiritual household. We all have something to bring. We, we're part of the body. We're all a different body part in the family of God. But sometimes we still live like we're in the Old Testament. We know we're in the New Testament, but we still live like we're in the Old Testament. <laughs> and I just felt to share this quickly with you this morning to help, in a sense, break an Old Testament mindset that sometimes creeps into the household of God, that creeps into the spiritual household. And so I'm gonna ask you some questions. You don't have to answer them. You can just answer them in your mind. You need to hear God on something. So let's, let's assume you have a job and there's a promotion and you need to move to another city for this job. And you're going, I wanna, I wanna find out from the Lord, is this job from the Lord? Should we be moving? Should we be moving our family? What's the first thing most of us do? <coughs> well, let's phone our elder. Let's phone the pastor. Let's phone that person that can hear the Lord and let's ask them instead of actually just hearing for ourselves. How many of us? I, I'm with you. I'm putting my hand up. <laughs> you meet somebody that's really ill and needs, maybe needs healing or deliverance or they're really oppressed and God has put you in that situation. What do you do? Let's, let's, phone, let's phone the staff. <laughs> hey, Pine, what are you doing? Can you come and pray for this person for healing? <laughs> we know someone that needs the gospel or needs, and we wanna share the gospel with someone. We're going, wow, I wish I could share the gospel with this person. What do you do? Well, I'll just bring them to church and I hope someone else shares the gospel with them. <laughs> well, give them a podcast to listen to or a book to read. <laughs> Maybe we need someone that, we, we meet someone and it's, oh, there's a need or something that I could possibly give them in my proximity to them. Most of us, myself included, have the mindset, well, we'll phone the people that work for the church. We'll phone the leaders at the church. We'll phone that person that has a healing ministry. <laughs> we'll phone that person that hears from the Lord and we'll ask them to do it. Can I say right then and there, we are living with an Old Testament mindset. 
And if we live with Old Testament mindsets, we will never be the spiritual house that God's called us to be, the spiritual household. Because you know why? Because in the Old Testament, it was all around one block. It was around one person. It was the high priest in that time. They were from the tribe of Levi, and they used to, they used to go to the Lord on behalf of all the people. They would worship God on behalf of all the people. They would repent to God for all the people. They would um, exp, you know, get answers from the word of God, or what they had of the word of God then, for the people. They would do everything for the people. That's an Old Testament way that things were done. And the people used to just have to be on the outside. But then Jesus comes and he dies, and it says he is our high priest. He came and he did all the work for us on the cross. And what does that mean? That now means that we don't need one block. <laughs> we are all living stones. We are all part of the household. I can now worship God directly. I can hear the voice of God directly. I can minister to the Lord. I don't need someone to minister on my behalf. And you know what? I can minister to others. I don't need someone to do it on my behalf. And so when that person needs a word or, or, or scripture or they need healing or they need the gospel, I don't phone the high priest. I become the high priest in that moment. I become the one that is filled with the Holy Spirit that can pray for someone with, for healing. I can share the gospel. I can meet that need. I can bless. I can be used by God to do what he's called me to do. Does that make sense? And so for us to be the spiritual household, for you to be the spiritual household called Chicago, there needs to be a mindset shift that it's all about one person or a couple of people like deacons or elders or staff members doing the work for us. Well, actually we're paying them, aren't we? We're tithing. No, you're tithing to Jesus. <laughs> and they're serving him out of obedience. You see what happens the, 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 the role of leaders and staff and deacons and the people who we would assume are the, are the block that d does it for us, their role is to help you to do it yourself. That's what they actually are here to do. Is, the, is it getting a little uncomfortable in the room? Because <laughs> you see, it's wonderful to love Jesus and have him do everything you want him to do for you and to have someone else do everything else for you. But actually, Jesus has called us to be a spiritual household, to be a living stone, to be a part of a body that brings their gifts, that brings who they are, brings their experience, brings whatever God has given them to be able to build this house and be a house that will welcome others in and say, come and be transformed by the gospel. And my part might be giving you coffee and someone else's part might be preaching and someone else might be looking after your baby so that you can sit in the service. See, all of us come with something to give, something to contribute. And when we don't bring our part, when we are missing in action, we have things that happen as a result. <laughs> I'm wanting that to be shocking and noisy. <laughs> you 
see, the church has been given everything. You sitting here this morning, if you call this place home, if this is your spiritual home, then you have a living stone. You are a living stone put into this spiritual household. And you have been put here specifically for a purpose for such a time as this. And when you don't bring your gift and you don't bring what it is that God's put on your life and you don't say, man, I'm gonna serve and help with whatever, the spiritual house suffers. And more so what suffers is the people that God wants us to bring into that household. How many of you have been into someone's house, someone's house that has all the bells and whistles? Just amazing. You can press their tap and you can either get sparkling water, normal water, boiling water, you know, it's like you go to the bathroom and someone gives you a massage while you're sitting on the throne. Aren't those houses wonderful to go to? When those people invite you for dinner, you go, sure, what time can I come? Who likes to go to someone's house where you're not sure if there's running water and electricity? Not me, if I have to be honest. I might have to bring my own wipes with See, we want, to be, we want to be a house, we want to be the house and the family of God where people go, that's where we want to be. Wow, we have, we, we have a need for Jesus, we have a need to be saved, we have a need to be healed, we have a need to find our purpose and our plan and our gifting and our calling. That is the house we're gonna find it in because everybody in that house is bringing what it is that God has called them to and who they are and the unique contribution that they bring And people go, that's where we wanna be. That's where we wanna go. And that's the way God created and designed it. Does that feel a little uncomfortable? (laughs) You see, we're very comfortable, and I'm included in this. I preach to myself every time I preach a message. You see, I'm very comfortable when people need prayer for someone, I'll just grab someone else and go, can you pray for them, please? Don't act like you don't do that. (laughs) It's like, well, I just, you know, this person needs this. I'll just grab someone else to do it. It's wonderful. It's very comfortable, but it's not biblical. You see, we have been called to be a holy priesthood. We have been called to minister to the Lord and minister to others. And it says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given you what you know. He's given you your skill. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you power. He's given you the ability to do things. He's given you the ability to pick up a broom and sweep so that this place is clean for people to come into. And you think, wow, this doesn't sound super spiritual. This is exactly what God had in mind when he created the local church. And I just felt to encourage you this morning. And this might feel like a, oh, oh, uncomfortable. You were supposed to come and tell us that we're all wonderful, amazing, and just give us a massage. But the word of God confronts us. The truth of God confronts us. And we have not been done favors over years and years of church and ministry and religion where, where people have wanted to hold all the power for themselves. You've got to come through me. You've got to ask me. You've, no, actually, Jesus came so that he released his power for everybody to use, for everybody to release, for everyone to be able to repent of their own sins, worship the Lord, and serve others. That's why we were put on the earth. 
If you wanna know what your purpose and your destiny is, you don't need a prophetic word. <laughs> you just need to look at the Bible. It says we were called to be a holy priesthood that ministers to the Lord and ministers to others. And we have been given everything we need to do that. Do we sometimes need help to learn how to pray for someone or how to pray for healing or lead someone to the Lord? Absolutely, and that's why you have leaders and you have preachers and you have elders. But it's to enable you to do the work that God has called you to do. I'm gonna put up a, a little scripture here and then we're going to start landing. In 1 Peter 4 verse 10, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Isn't that a beautiful passage of scripture? Each of you, each of, each of you, each of you, your block, your block is in each of you, should use whatever gift you have. You might have the gift to wash dishes. <laughs> you don't need a gift, you can just do that. Maybe you have a gift to encourage or you have a gift of mercy and compassion. Maybe you have a musical gift. Whatever it is, you have been called as an each one, as a living stone, as a block, as a part of God's body <laughs> to use whatever you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. And can I say faithful stewards of God's grace? We are not doing this for another person. I've been working on staff for our church for 21 years. I've never done that for a man or for a salary. I've done that because of Jesus. And I do it for Jesus. Do you see, people are gonna let us down and they're not gonna greet you and they're gonna ignore you and they're gonna do all sorts of things. <laughs> that shouldn't determine why we serve. We serve because Jesus has entrusted us with gifts and talents. He's given us, he's called us to be these living stones. And he says, you need to be faithful, not to a man, but to him, where he's put you and where he's planted you. And so you might say, if you're anything like me, well, how do you do that? What's the next step? How do I do that? Can I say, just bring your talents, your time, your treasures, and your testimony. I'll say that again. You wanna know how to serve? You wanna know how to be a living stone? You wanna know how to be a body part in the local church? Bring your talents, bring your time, bring your treasure, and bring your testimony. You see, each one of you have talents. You have gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have, you have qualifications from universities. You have been taught a trade or you are creative or God has given you experiences. You have walked through life and you have learned some things. Bring that into the house of the Lord and say, that's written on my block. This is my talent. This is my, this is my qualification. This is what I bring. This is what I can give. <coughs> bring your time. Bring your time. Bring your time. You might think, well, I'm not super gifted. I'm not super amazing. You are, but until you figure that out for yourself, just bring your time. Just say, I have time. How can I serve? I've got time. What do you need me to do? Give time to other people. Whoever you meet on a Sunday, whoever you meet during the week, give them time. Time over coffee. Bring your treasures. Bring everything you have. 
what? I have, a, I have a vehicle and you don't have a vehicle, so I'll pick you up on a Sunday morning on the way to church. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a home and I have a table and I, can, and I can cook really well. Or I can actually just make burgers and hot dogs. Won't you come? I'm gonna use my treasures, that which I have to bless you and to serve you. And each of us has a testimony. Bring your testimony of what Jesus has done and share it with somebody else because you serve them with that testimony. I wonder if I could maybe have the, maybe Vanessa, if you could just play on the keys for me, that would be great. And so this morning you might think, well, that's a, that's a nicely uncomfortable, challenging, demand something of me type of word. <laughs> But can I say, in praying for you as a church, it's not something I just thought, hey, let's just share something. I felt like the the Lord wanted to, to come this morning and say, I've called you to be a church. I've called you to be a spiritual household. I've called you to be the family of God, the body of Christ that is going to welcome people in to transform lives in the city. That is your mission. That is your mandate. That people will come and find the transforming power of Jesus in this church. This church has an amazing anointing upon your worship and upon the ability to preach the Word of God. There is a depth that I feel God is bringing in your preachers, that there is going to be accurate um, interpretation of Scripture that is gonna transform people's lives as they sit under the Word of God. There's an anointing upon your worship that when people come in, they are just going to sense the presence of God amongst you. And, they're gonna, and their lives are gonna be changed and transformed just through your worship. But you are also a church that is going to be a welcoming, warm, inviting place for people to come to find healing and wholeness and salvation. And each one of you have a part to play in that. Each one of you is a block. Each one of you is a living stone. Mike, maybe Liam, Rain, Joel, you can come and help. I want you to make sure that every person has a block that's in the building. I think we have enough blocks. Please make sure you return the block to the stage at the end. This is someone's game. We don't want a missing puzzle piece or a missing block. But as you get handed this block, I felt this morning that there was something, what we're doing right now is what is called, in a sense, a prophetic activation or a prophetic demonstration. Make sure you have a block. If you don't have a block yet, make sure you get one. got a block? Have your boys got blocks? They each got a block? Wonderful. Because every single one of you is a block, young and old. Joel, have you got a block? Pass me a block quickly. All right, everyone got a block. The guys in the sound booth, do you have a block? Good. Got a block? 
this woman is very strange handing out blocks in a church service. I did warn you up front. <laughs> this might be a little different. <laughs> but I felt like as you hold that block today, you just say, Lord, I'm a living stone. I am a living stone. I am a priest. I have value to add to the body of Christ. I'm part of this this church. I'm part of this is where you call home. I'm part of this church. I'm not just random. I don't just come and fill a seat, but I have value. I have value. My contribution is needed in this church. My hands are needed in this church. My feet are needed in this church. My gift is needed in this church. My experience is needed in this church. My qualifications, my time, my treasure, my talents, my testimony is needed. Why? So that this can be a spiritual household that welcomes in the city, that welcomes in the nations, and that people's lives would be transformed by your yes. Maybe where you are, you can just close your eyes that you're not distracted. (coughs) And Father, I pray over each person in the life of this church that are here and that maybe are not here this morning. And I pray that you would activate in this church the priesthood of all believers. That every person in this church would know their value, their worth, their contribution, and that they would bring that which you have placed in their lives, not for themselves and not for someone else, but for you, Jesus, and for a dying world. And Father, I pray that as they hold these blocks in their hands, they just represent the fact that they are a living stone, that they are a part of this body that is vital and needed. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring revelation and that you would bring conviction of your truth in our lives. Each of us, each of us, each of us, each one has been called to be a priest that ministers to God and ministers to others. We no longer need a go-between have called us to be able to share the gospel, to pray for healing, to meet people's needs, to love on them, to welcome them, to offer hospitality. And I pray that this would be a spiritual home that people would flock to (laughs) because it's a home where they will receive the truth of Jesus, the love of Jesus and the service of the saints. If you feel comfortable with doing this, I just, to whatever level you you can, I want you to just raise your block in the air. It's not for anybody to see, but it's to say, Jesus, you have my yes. This block represents your life. It represents your talents, your time, your, your testimony, your treasures. You're saying, yes, Jesus, you have my life. You have all that I am. I am a living stone. And I'm saying yes to you using me in whatever way you choose. Whatever, wherever there's a need, wherever service is needed, 
I will be a faithful steward of that which you have given me. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wonderful. Jesus. Father, I just pray that as we we bring this time to an end of just sitting under your presence and sitting under your word and hearing your voice and being challenged by your truth. I pray, Holy Spirit, for a for a fresh anointing upon this house, fresh anointing on this spiritual household, a fresh anointing on each living stone that calls restoration their home. And I pray for anointing for that which you've called them to do as a church and for the individual contribution that each person is gonna make. I pray for an anointing where, where they would know that it is the Lord upon them, that it's not up to them, it's not up to how much they can muster together, but it's, it's the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord upon them. It's the Spirit of the Lord upon them that will bring liberty and freedom and freedom to the captives. And I've just, I've kept feeling like that word liberty and freedom, liberty and freedom, and it goes hand in hand with transformation. As this church has been called to a transforming work over people's lives. I just believe that there are those that would be added to this church that would need liberty and freedom. That you would understand the fact that people have been in a war and the enemy has been trying to take them out. And they would find a safe place in this, in this home, in this spiritual family, and they will find liberty and freedom from the things that have held them captive. And I thank you, Lord, that you are even going to give this church tools and ways that they can help the captive be set free. I feel like there's just like a specific tool God is going to give you that's really going to help you in discipling people and getting them free. Because you, you are living in a city where the enemy has wanted kept, have kept people captive. He's coming, he's come to rob, steal, and destroy from families and marriages. And he's wanting to restore families and marriages in this city. I thank you that this church is going to play a unique role in setting the captive free, seeing full restoration of people, body, mind, and spirit. even for this church where this is going to be, a, I just felt like they would, this would be a place where single moms would find a home. I don't know why, I've just been seeing single moms, single moms that would find a home, they would find family, they in a sense would find fathers to, to come and bring spiritual love and direction for their children. So Father, I pray that this would be a, a home and a safe haven, even for single moms or single parent families, and that people would come and find family in this place, where the enemy has come to rob, steal, and destroy from their family, 
they would find family in this household, around your tables, in your homes, in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that even in the area of worship, I just felt like the Lord said, those that love the presence of God and have musical skill will be added to this place and to this team. Like there would be, in a sense, an abundance of musicians and worshipers that would come in and through this place. We just pray for that in Jesus' name. We call in the worshipers, we call in the musicians. just felt like in this next in this next year I just felt like the Lord remind you of your call to the nations I felt like as people that you are going to put out your faith to leave the city maybe to leave the country or cross the borders I felt like almost like these short term trips these short term missions where, where nations and communities would be impacted as you put your faith out, as collectively you decide together, we are gonna send some folk, we are gonna, we are gonna release people <laughs> to be a blessing in the nations. I just felt like these short-term trips back and forth for people in the life of the church. And it's like as a community you would gather to make it possible for them. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Jesus. So Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you that this church is a lampstand in this city that you have put here. I pray that it would shine brightly and it would be a beacon of hope. It would be a beacon of life and transformation, freedom and liberty for the captives. They would find Jesus, they would find his love and they would find family in this place in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.